0: Now, let's get to the heart of the matter. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the What If mini-series. Hey, Haley. Hey. (laughs) You guys, we are in a break on heart of dating, but in this series, we are confronting the what ifs of your single life okay last week we talked about what if rejection is ruining your life and today we're talking about what if you're only attracting emotionally unavailable people Oof, (laughs) something we both can relate to oh yeah yeah yet again sure many of you guys can relate to as well so before we dive into the episode i wanted to let you guys know first of all this is my wedding week which is crazy so i'm literally getting married in a few days from today oh my gosh that's so surreal uh But I also wanted to let you know, next week on Thursday, September 1st, we have our second ever masterclass for the Singles Academy. Let's go. And we have an amazing guest speaker, the one, the only Jamal Miller. Hey yo! (laughs) I love Jamal so much. He is incredible. He is a spitfire. If you don't know him, you're going to love him. Uh, And you can sign up for the Singles Academy and you can sign up for so much more than the masterclass, there is an amazing community. There's all these affinity groups. We have discussion groups. It's an incredible a community of people. And you can check it out by going to singlesacademy.com. But really quick, uh, this episode today is actually a precursor to some of the things that Jamal is going to be talking about next week in his masterclass, because Jamal is going to be talking about how do you know you're ready to date? And the reason why that ties into today's episode is because if you're only attracting emotionally unavailable people, sometimes there's something that you need to look at and patterns you need to assess in order to really be dating in a healthy way. And so Jamal is going to go over so much more in his masterclass. How do you really know you're ready to date? He has a packed session for you guys. I think he's also going to do a Q&A at the end. It's so amazing. So you can join the Singles Academy for $47 a month. You can cancel at the cat Anytime time. We have so many people. We have over 400 people already in the program doing life together. The first week of every month is a masterclass on Thursdays. The second week of every month, you join a discussion group and then you meet within your discussion group, which is based on your location. We have TSA coaches that take you through the content deeper and you really get to process through the things you are learning. The third week of every month, we have a fun community hangout that is voted on by the the community. We are so excited. You get to either, you know, we, we do game nights or karaoke night or share your testimonial night or a Q and a night, like the sky's the limit and the community votes on it. And every single month also has a theme. You get a workbook at the beginning of the month so that you can work through everything together. And I wouldn't be right to not also talk about the amazing affinity groups we have. Cause we have so many affinity groups. They are so fun. <laughs> I'm loving you them. You are killing it in the Jesus and therapy Hey, group. those
1: are my people, my okay. MVPs, yeah. my mature and vulnerable people. You have it? Oh, oh my gosh, that. they're my MVPs, they know it. <laughs> oh my gosh.
0: Well, there's also Disney adults, which you know. I'm probably like <laughs> the most active in that group, which is kind of sad, but also not. And we have Marvel lovers, Star Wars fans, football fans, or sports lovers. We have international group. We have so many different groups. So many bookworms, music, worship team. All the things crafting, if we you just like added puzzles. that one.
1: I don't know I, if that's actually in there. I, is that what, <laughs> I don't know. It's so much good articles. Lego? Oh my gosh, it. we need
0: to do a Lego group. <laughs> oh, that yes, would be fun. Right? I haven't made a Lego in a long I time. I love Lego sets, you guys. Oh my gosh. <laughs> okay. So we want to encourage you, check out the Singles Academy. You're not gonna want to miss out on this. And next week's masterclass with Jamal Miller. If you can't make the time at 5 p.m. Pacific, you can watch the replay. Go to join the singlesacademy.com. Okay. Okay. We're talking about what if you only attract emotionally unavailable people? So in order to talk about that, we need to talk about what is an emotionally unavailable person, right? Define it. Like, who is that? Mm -hmm. Um, To put it in simple terms... It's pretty much someone who is unable to meet your emotional needs in a relationship. Mm. And this comes from a variety of reasons. You know, they may not be in a healthy place. They may not be able to connect to their own emotions. They may not be in a good place in their life. It may not be a good season for them. Mm. Whatever it is, they're not able to emotionally meet your needs or really emotionally connect to you in a relationship. And the hard part is, and this isn't a hard and fast rule, but oftentimes emotionally unavailable people can often be the person who is very alluring or mysterious Mm -hmm. or the person that you're like, I want to date that person. It's somebody that you are like, you feel drawn to. It's like that mysterious. And there's this thing in in our brain that tells us we want unavailable things. So a lot of times, not always, an emotionally unavailable person sometimes can be that mysterious, Mm -hmm. almost like he's hard to get kind of, or she's hard to get. And therefore you're get you like, if you do get that person Mm -hmm. and then you find out they're emotionally unavailable later, it's hard to break wanting to be with them because you desired them so much up front. There's a lot going on there. Okay. But that is the basic definition of an emotionally unavailable (laughs) person. (laughs) So we're going to share a bit of our story. First, we're going to answer this question. When did we realize Mm -hmm. we had a pattern of dating emotionally unavailable people? And how long did it take for us to figure it out? Haley, do you want to begin? I can begin, yes. Let's go. So for
1: me, I don't think I realized this pattern until about 10 months ago. Wow. Like right before my internship. It took a really long time for me to realize that I had this pattern of dating people who could not meet my emotional needs. And part of that is because I didn't even know what my emotional needs were. I didn't have the language to frame around it, so how could I discern whether someone was emotionally meeting my needs if I didn't know what they were so for me the last 10 months or so have just been so rich in healing and learning and school of dating oh my gosh gosh, this is a shameless plug for school of dating because that really helped me like oh my gosh I think that's when I realized I'll dive more into this in my story but when I realized like oh, I think I was the unemotionally available mm. oh, one wow. for a little bit. Yeah. Like I was looking back into kind of my high school years and stuff. And I was just very jaded to the idea of love in general. Yeah. And even my close friends and I, we would have the saying, we'd be like, love doesn't exist. And we just like <laughs> drive around in my car, screaming that out the windows oh at people God. that were in relationships. Like,
0: <laughs> love, doesn't we, exist. Guys, like,
1: love doesn't even exist. Like what? <laughs> oh my goodness. And so in that time, like in high school, I look back and there were some really sweet, really good guys that would try to pursue me. And I was just like, no. Like, uh, no, like, I almost like it was a game or a joke to me. Like, there's no way. So I I didn't know how to accept that kind of like emotional availability. So then when I got into like relationships, Mm -hmm. the guys that I were in relationships with were the ones that were often very charismatic. We had a lot of chemistry together, Um, It's just like sparks were flying and we were almost like this power couple kind of thing. We're both just like, oh my gosh, we could conquer the world Mm -hmm. together. And In doing that, my emotional take wasn't really ever being filled. And my needs weren't being met in these kinds of relationships, my emotional needs, because there was this other need for excitement and this need for just constant adventure and this need to like feel something. But I didn't understand that I actually did have emotional needs that I needed to be supported and seen on a deeper level, not just as someone to kind of run alongside these boys and pursue this idea of like building an empire that's typically what it was of like let's link arms and let's be super successful and without ever really looking into each other's hearts and like looking to care for them and so on my end especially in my second more serious relationship I just so had that need to like meet his emotional needs that I wanted to prove and serve and just like selflessly lay lay my life down for him. And I was like, with no kind of commitment, like no, this was in the dating phase, like Mm -hmm. very short relationship. And so from then I realized like, wow, my emotional needs weren't met at all. Mm -hmm. And so it took a lot of therapy for me to realize and kind of uncover these things of like, for so many years, I was just okay with not having my emotional needs met at all. Mm -hmm. I didn't either just kind of stuff down in a box and I didn't ever really care to think or look about, look at them And so that's why these last 10 months of realizing like, oh my gosh, like I do have a history of attracting emotionally unavailable people. And I myself have been emotionally unavailable to like what tender and sweet love can be in friendships, in romantic relationships, in my relationship with the Lord, like everything was just very performance-based and very um, just kind of how it looked on the outside.
0: It sounds too like there was like a sense of adventure and fun yeah. and all of excitement, but then a lack of, like, how do I truly connect to my heart and share that with somebody else? Exactly. And yeah. then in that connection, he, the other person also should be doing the mm-hmm. same. And that's where you can, like, truly have that emotional connection, right? Right. right. It was just not happening. And, yeah. like I said, in many areas of my life. So. All of that's, been, a lot of that's learning. been a journey
1: the last 10 months and that's out. so
0: brave of you to admit mm. not only were you attracting emotionally unavailable people there were many poets in your life that you recognize that you felt that you think that reflecting back you were not fully emotionally available right? because I think it's easy a lot of times we're just like oh they're not emotionally available I'm like but sometimes we are Mm -hmm. also part of the issue and when we don't know how to connect to our heart when we don't know how to share our needs how can we expect somebody else to emotionally even be able to connect with us Right. and that's something that I mean for many years I was not in a healthy emotional place at all and so Mm -hmm. I also was looking for people to fill things that also were too much like I was like requesting. For me, in my story, like I was requesting too much of them, which right. are things that like th- I should be getting elsewhere, not exactly. from this person. Mm-hmm. So in a way, I wasn't fully emotionally available because my standard of all the things that they should be filling for me mm-hmm. was completely off and unhealthy. Yeah. But for me, I have c- also had a very big pattern of being attracted to emotionally unavailable people. And I didn't really realize it till later in life, specifically because I ended up in a toxic and abusive relationship. And that's really when my bells and whistles went off when I started realizing after that relationship what all of this meant Mm -hmm. and what I missed even when I first met this guy who ended up being abusive. You know, typically for me and my pattern is I would go for the guy that every girl wanted because Mm -hmm. for me, Enneagram 3, I wanted to perform. I wanted to win. I wanted him to like me choose me over everyone else and this guy was really charismatic and all the girls wanted him or wanted Mm -hmm. to be around him and he was highly flirty that can also be a sign and for the guys listening it goes both ways this can be totally girls doing the same thing this is not gender specific by any means and so I was like well I'm gonna win them over and once they ended up being with me like I said earlier it was really hard to want to get out of it because I won them over I'm like I got my thing you know and I'm gonna I'm look, I'm overlooking, it's like that meme with all the red flags in the field and you're yes. just like, what red flags? I don't exactly. see them. <laughs> They're everywhere in front of you. But yeah, there was something for me that I had the guy that all the girls wanted. And, you know, another thing for me that was really obvious is at that point in my life with this toxic guy, he... You know, came on really hard and strong. So, after this all ended, I realized some patterns in myself that were going on, and also patterns of an emotionally unavailable person. Mm -hmm. And so, a few years ago, I ended up dating a guy long distance. And after about four, oh, this is why I say you guys, you got to date somebody for like 60 days at least because in 60 days, they start showing you their real colors in the very minimum. But it takes about 60 to 90 days to really see somebody's true colors. And in this first month, this guy was like really all about me. And he just and I was like, "Mm, because I know way more now, I was like, oh, man, I think you like a version of me that's on the internet, because this is with Heart of Dating. Mm -hmm. But I don't, but like, I don't know if you really like me, me for me, back to that lie, right? But I was like, instead of living in that lie, I was just like, no, 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 I want to see if you actually like me once you really get to know me. Mm -hmm. And so there was some love bombing, there was all these things. And so I ended up telling him like, hey, this doesn't feel good to me. It doesn't feel good to me that you're coming on so strong with your words and proclamations Mm. and declarations and and commitment level desire. I was like, that doesn't feel safe for me. That doesn't feel good for me. And he was like, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he made these promises. But I was just like, "Mm," just sitting here observing, you know, observing. And about 45 days in, 45 to 60, everything 180s completely wow. in one day and one day everything 180'd something happened in his life he just everything 180'd and he completely shifted and was like I don't want to be with you I got to do this da, 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 da. and all these different things and I was like oh but what about your grand grand proclamations two weeks ago <laughs> nice. you know and so that was a good thing though because I already re- registered and started recognizing that even before it happened mm-hmm. so when it happened I was like hmm like, this, makes adds sense. Up. <laughs> this totally adds Checked up out. yep I was already seeing the red flag <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) Thankfully, this time I wasn't immune to Uh them. Hey guys, I want to interrupt this fun mini series with my girl Haley to tell you about our sponsor for today's episode. Currently, I'm about to go to my wedding and I can't wait. And I got to be real that I have been boosting my immune system every single day by taking my AG1, my athletic greens. You guys, I started taking athletic greens because honestly, I keep forgetting to eat my greens and it also helps to boost your immune system. I want a better gut health, more energy, and optimized immune system, and I just didn't want to take all the pills. And this supplement actually tastes really good and it's really easy to take. So, what is this stuff? Well, with one delicious scoop of athletic greens, you are absorbing 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, which I really need right now, your energy, your recovery, your focus, and even aging, just like all the things. Okay. So, every day I take it in a cup of water. Sometimes I even mix it in smoothies. It just depends but it actually tastes really good just mixed in water. Sounds like it wouldn't, right? Because it's green, like you think of a green scoop of something in water and you're like, oh, that probably tastes so gross. But honestly, it tastes really good. It almost tastes a little sweet, almost like a little pineapple-y. I really love it. And even though it's sweet, it actually contains less than one gram of sugar with no GMOs and no nasty chemicals or artificial anything while still tasting oh so good. And guys, if you don't believe me, I want you to know that Athletic Greens has over 7,000 five-star reviews. It's been also recommended by professional athletes. So many people absolutely love AG1. So right now it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially heading into the fall. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. You better believe I have all those travel packs booked for me for my honeymoon, okay? All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com forward slash H O D. Again, that is athleticgreens.com forward slash H O D to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. So, Haley, what is your final nugget for somebody who may be attracting emotionally unavailable yeah. people? My biggest nugget.
1: <laughs> biggest nugget. I don't know if it's not a funny <laughs> <big nugget. laughs> Taking ownership. Yeah. Like you, when you realize, when you recognize that you have a pattern of dating emotionally unavailable people after something repeats itself so many times, mm-hmm. you have to assume responsibility once you're That's aware right, of it. Yep. You can't just keep looking at them like, oh, everyone in the world is emotionally unavailable mm-hmm. and it's kind of a victim mentality. Yeah. And even in Christ, like we are not victims. We have victory in Christ. Like, And so when you take ownership and when you're humble about it and you get curious about your blind mm-hmm. spots, for me, it was getting really curious about not ruminating, but trying to get curious about why am I attracted to that? Like why do I What yes. – what is it in me that wants that? Like yes. even after I realized like these serious relationships maybe had elements of that, even in my dating, I was like, why why do I want the attention from that mysterious right. Hollywood kind of like right. rom-com movie guy? Why am I craving that? And so for me, that took a long time and that's where therapy was super helpful of just being able to process and get down to those layers and kind of digging in like, Deep, like what's inside of me here? Because I truly believe if you are a healthy, emotionally unavailable person, you are way less likely to attract emotionally unavailable people. Because they're really, I mean, I've even in my recent few months, there's been guys I've come across that are emotionally unavailable and they're really not even attracted to me in the same way because I'm just able to recognize it now. And they're what i'm offering like they're not looking for like they really don't want that and so taking ownership is yes. the biggest piece of advice which requires you being humble and open and vulnerable which is scary yes necessary
0: it's so necessary because i love what you said you there's a choice you make when you have dated or you know are attracted to emotionally unavailable people more consistently you can make the choice all people are this way or like mm-hmm. I see a lot of women Oh, so many guys are emotionally unavailable they don't know their yeah. hearts and blah 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 and that's victim going into that mindset is not going to serve you in your dating life right. instead of saying that and blaming the guys first of all pray for any person man or woman that is emotionally unavailable because there's mm-hmm. stuff going on in their life and secondly what can you do to take ownership like you're saying exactly. Haley like it is so important I, I'm like I you know you have access to all of my Instagram and like sometimes I read people's comments And I love you guys. I love you. Mm -hmm. But I'm like, there's a lot. Sometimes I'm just like, I ownership? Where's the ownership versus complaining? Like we want to put it on everybody else. Mm -hmm. And even if you think you're the healthiest person on the planet, sometimes there's still things that you could also be looking at. Absolutely. And so I love that ownership piece. Um, My final nugget is to really figure out your top red flags. If you've been blinded to people that are emotionally unavailable, and you've just constantly started dating them, first of all, take ownership and start Mm -hmm. reflecting on your tendencies. And then after that, build out a list of the things that are red flags for you. Mm -hmm. Things that you normally are attracted to that now should be red flags, like a hundred million percent. Cause guess what? In the moment when you're feeling all the feels, you're going to want to look at the field of all the red flags and ignore it because you're going to want to look at their potential and you might want to slip into your old Mm -hmm. patterns. But if you have these red flags written down and keep accountable to other people, Mm -hmm. saying, hey, these are my tendencies. I need to avoid these tendencies because it's not leading me to good places. Then you have a better chance of not dating emotionally unavailable people. For me, Some of my red flags are love bombing. That's definitely a red flag for me. Somebody being highly interested at the start, which ironically, people have asked me about JJ, who was very into me at the beginning. Mm. But here's what I will say, because people are like, well, how do you know that JJ wasn't love bombing you? I'm like, well, the thing for me is I had done so much work on this that when JJ was coming on really strong. I at that point in my life had really clear discernment. And for me, I really I felt in my body, how does this feel? Wow. Does it feel off? Does it feel like he's trying to win me over? Does it feel like he has proving energy? And no, he I really felt his intentions were genuine. Completely every single time that I checked in with myself, because a few of my girlfriends were like, wow, he's coming on strong. Hey, one of your red flags is love bombing. Like, yeah. you know, and so yeah. I had girlfriends call it out and I was like, I know, and I hear you but I really worked on my discernment muscle. Mm-hmm. And so that comes with time. Okay. Don't listen to this and then be like, see, I know better than my friends. No, you have to, I mean, you do know better what the Holy Spirit is within you and speaking to you, but that has to be super clear. Right. And so, yeah, that was something for me with JJ. I was like, he is really sincere mm-hmm. and he is yeah. really genuine. And so for someone that maybe
1: doesn't know what love bombing is, yes. what would, That's what would that look like?
0: Okay. Great question. What is love bombing? So Love bombing is when somebody is really, really, really coming on strong at the beginning of a relationship. You know, like they are making grand proclamations, mm-hmm. like "I see you as my future wife," um. or yeah, <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm <laughs> like what? One. Or I did have a guy once send me pictures of rings, like one month in. Oh my
1: goodness! And I was like,
0: I'm, I'm, like he's like, what kind of band do you like? What kind of? I'm like, whoa. And but more than that, it's just like saying "I love you," being. Even, you don't even have to say I love you. It could just be a lot of fluffy grand proclamations mm-hmm. and all these things about you. You're the greatest person I've ever met. You are like the biggest catch I could ever imagine being with. It's like in the first month of dating or the little early bits of those early stages that, that isn't even right because mm-hmm. they don't really know you yet. Yeah, so you want them to maybe say those things after they actually get to know the real you. Mm-hmm. Once they, you have been through some things and once the quote unquote love actually means something because it's been tested through time. And so that's, those are some examples of love bombing. Yeah. <laughs> Does that make sense? Yes. Okay, good. And so you know, JJ was he wasn't even he was definitely not that extreme by any means. He was just really interested in me Mm. and like very fun and flirty. And it was so clear, like lots of heart eye emojis for sure. But again, (laughs) I was like, he's just genuinely like this. And I could feel that from the Mm -hmm. very first text um, and interaction with him. Another just red flag in general, I would say, is a person who is not consistent with words and action, Mm. but has great excuses. (laughs) Always, always Always great excuse, excuse, you know. And so, and typically, it's like, okay, that's revealing that there's a lack of humbleness and a a lack of being honest. And that could Mm. actually lead to more things than just being emotionally unavailable. It could lead to toxicity and potentially abuse. Actually, so those are just. A few red flags, I would say, for myself that have been highlighted, the love bombing especially. But for you listening, you need to figure out what are your top red flags. Haley, what an episode this has been. What an episode. Oh so, <laughs> my gosh, so many things. But we hope this was helpful for you guys. I'm so proud of you for sharing and being Thank honest you. about the things you're working through. Yes. so yeah. amazing. I'm really proud of you, girl. Uh, mm-hmm. And so, you guys don't forget, come and join the Singles Academy, Jamal Miller, next week. It's $47 a month to join, cancel any time. You have so many other things other than an incredible masterclass. You get an epic community. Mm-hmm. It's truly the real deal. Like, it's, it's for real. It's this is so not a fun. joke, you guys.
1: No. Don't walk, run. <laughs> this
0: is don't sleep on TSA, no. okay? So go to jointhesinglesacademy.com. We'd love to have you. And we are so excited for what's to come. So this is only episode two. Get ready for so much more. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. The Heart of Dating podcast is created by Kate Warman. It is a part of the Converge podcast network. Our incredible editor is the one and only Scott Caro. Our theme music was developed by the amazing Christian Ledoux. If this is your first time listening to the podcast or if you've never written us a review or ranked us on iTunes, we'd encourage you to do so because it helps us so much to get this podcast into more people's ears. We launch our podcast each and every week on Wednesdays. So we'll see you next week. This show is part of the Converge Podcast Network.